So I'm not sure what your thoughts on are on toddler pillows, but we realized that maybe the our pillow our son was using was not big enough for him. <laughs> so we went and found a toddler pillow, which is just an, a smaller version of a regular pillow. We have to talk about like why we thought a pillow. I'm would getting even. there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we found the smaller version of a pillow, and you know it, it dawned on us that you know we. We're probably, I don't want to give a percentage, but half the time we're, we're co-sleeping and the other half he's actually sleeping through the night in his crib. And it dawned on us that, you know, he loves to be comfortable and I mean, who doesn't, but like he really loves our bed and he really loves our pillows. And we thought, wait, maybe he needs a better pillow because right now it's just kind of, it was more of like a, those newborn pillows that has a little, not a hole, but indent in the middle. So it avoids some. Um, flathead and so we went and found the small little pillow and it's just an, a normal pillow but for toddlers uh, or normal for like people but for toddlers <laughs> it's a pillow for small people <laughs> the pillow for small people and we put it in his crib and he slept through the night and we thought oh my god that's it it was all about a pillow and then the next day he woke up at 2 a.m and couldn't go back to sleep so then he slept in our bed so in conclusion, he just likes our bed. He just likes our bed. I'm Fatima. And I'm Brian. And this is While You Were Napping, a show about parenthood and our growing family. Every episode is recorded during our son's nap. Today we're talking about sharing and the pros and cons of sharing a child on social media. So I did a little research on what the internet's definition of sharenting is. And so it also could be said to be over sharenting as well, is the overuse of social media by parents to share content based on their children, such as baby photos or details about the children's activities. I thought you were going to say um, it, it really is about how all the moms drink wine every day of the week. No, and where do you get that fact from? That He's going off script, guys. I don't know what he's talking You're about. Parenting, this, you know, I, I feel like watching the news and social media, every mom drinks wine at all hours of the day. I think that's a, a, whole, nother, that's a whole nother uh, podcast. Is that a that stereotype? I don't want that well, to be no. a stereotype. It, well, there was one thing on the Today Show. I think they had a whole segment where a mom like actually fell into the trap of she became an alcoholic because it's like you took wine to every play date and then soon she realized that she used these things are during the day so that's one of the cause and effect of what sharing on social media and like the (laughs) stereotypes that are created um but you know i found some other facts because i just feel like you know why are people doing it and i think some of these facts uh kind of let you know so the earliest thing I could find was that as of 2016, there was 4.4 million so-called mommy blockers. And I think, Oh my gosh. I think this also includes the dads, although it's just kind of like one mm. stamp of mommy blockers. Cause mm-hmm. I, I, I typed in Google parent bloggers and mommy bloggers came up all the information <laughs> about mommy bloggers. So like when you're trying to find a band aid and you're like, no, but I don't want band aid brand. I want a 
band-aid but what is it called <laughs> what is it called i don't know yeah a bandage <laughs> so i thought that was interesting 4.4 million people that's and a lot of what, mommy that's bloggers. four years ago and i think that there's that probably oh my gosh has doubled um i would love to know oh <laughs> you're gonna talk about this i was gonna say i want to know how many of those 4.4 million bloggers are living full-time Oh, no, I actually didn't get that. But it does say that on average, or you can make up to 20,000 per month Mm. blogging per month. Where do I sign up? And as of 2018, it was $11 billion industry. Wow. Meaning all those ads and sponsorships and partnerships that you're seeing tagged to people's posts, that's, you know. They're part of that $11 billion industry. That's huge. And I feel like mommy bloggers also have this huge impact on society. Like, I don't remember what the movie was, but there was a movie coming out and this mom blog or I I forget the exact group of people, but they were mostly mommy bloggers and they came out against the movie and they like, they go out and on these campaigns and they're so impactful and I think something ended up happening with either the campaign for the movie or something else and they were able to create this impact that changed the entire like marketing plan for something Hmm. I think we're seeing that now with um is it called cuties on Netflix I don't don't know if it's about mommy bloggers though no but it was just um you're, you're seeing like this parenting um concern kind of extending and then all of these whether they're parents or mommy bloggers but parents just have this huge impact and brands and products are listening yeah for sure and you know that tells you all the impacts and facts about like the parents sharing right like this is how much money you can make this is how many people are in the industry but I also found just a little bit of facts about just what this can have an impact on your child and it says that actually one in four kids mm. are embarrassed by the stuff that their parents share and this is outside of just like the blogger the mommy bloggers this mm-hmm. is just like you know mom and dad sharing on their facebook mm-hmm. does anyone use a facebook anymore i'm not sure <laughs> um or their grandparents no, and MySpace. yeah <laughs> yeah myspace that <laughs> throwback um grandparents this is you know just people sharing images um, outside of just like blogging. And I'm 30 something and I am still embarrassed by some of the photos that I I won't generalize and say my parents, but my family puts up of me and that I wish they would take down. If you post a photo of me with my eyes closed, (laughs) that's a problem. Like you have no respect for me. If anyone's listening, please take those down. Um, And then I love the like the whole feature on Facebook that now you can accept something coming on your uh, Mm, feed. I love that. I've not accepted anything for the last like two years. Um, (laughs) uh, And then the other thing that I found um, was that by the age of nine, children have a strong reaction to what their parents share. Mm -hmm. Um, Many feel that their parents are oversharing. And so Mm. that's very interesting. And you can think about it too. Like when when you first started to get embarrassed by the things you were doing and stuff like that, that's probably around that time, right? Mm-hmm. Right before middle so. school. And then middle school, you're just embarrassed by just, everything. just pretty much everything. So this is like, you know, you're getting close to those middle school ages. And so, you <laughs> The know, sun comes out and I'm like, oh, why am I so embarrassed? Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> considering that, like as young as that, and I think you can go even younger, they care about what you put 
Mm -hmm. on social media it really impacts them i will say that when i turned 16 and this still haunts me my parents i don't want to say which one of them Mm -hmm. but i'm pretty sure i know put a um, photo of me as a baby with my butt on the cake oh my god with my friends there (laughs) <laughs> and it was like it couldn't like now I'm like oh look at me I'm so cute but when I when I was 16 it was six, oh, your 16th 16. birthday <laughs> I know I wasn't nine um on your 16th birthday and all your friends are there it's just so embarrassing and that's not being posted anywhere but that's more of like a public setting yeah than anything <laughs> but yeah, could you imagine if it was Facebook and people took photos <sighs> of the cake and posted it they did not have faith my parents did not, not have facebook back, back then. then well we couldn't get facebook either back then you had to be oh that's right did be, facebook exist it did exist you had to <laughs> no be i meant when we were in six when we were 16 it did you just had to be in college i think oh. um in order Oof. to get a profile oh yeah that would have been in because as soon as i got my college email address i remember signing up at my friend's house mm. my friend ada from um, high school and we signed up we got our accounts <laughs> that day wow um so let's talk about the the cons or concerns with sharing. So I found, you know, once again, Google is like one of my best friends. Um, so one of the things was that you can have digital kidnapping. Mm. I was like, whoa, never heard of that term before. But it's taking image of your child and post them. When someone takes an image of your child and posts them with new names, um, they also can accompany a photo with like baby role playing. Where there's like strangers who impersonate your child. And so this this ranges in many ages. Mm -hmm. You might be like, why would someone be pretending to answer, you know, you could be in a group chat or something and answer as if it was them speaking. Um, And that can happen, you know, what kind of makes sense, right? The five to five and up, you Mm -hmm. know, where they're, you know, people are thinking, people releasing their minds are thinking they're engaging with your child. Mm -hmm. That's just kind of like creepy, even though you know it's not them, but they're using their image in this way. And it's different from almost, is it related to catfishing? But catfishing, I think, is is like a more of a different kind of act, but it's in that along the same lines, but dealing with kids. Yeah, I mean, the catfishers... Pretend to be someone else. Catfishers. <laughs> this is the catfishers, the people that cash, cat, catfish. Catfish. Um, they take images of mm-hmm. other people that are not them. So yeah. I would say it's some form of that. Um, so obviously going along with that same theme, it's it also attracts dangerous people. So, you know, this is the extremes that you never really want to see, but child pornography, you know, even mm-hmm. a, a mo- or innocent um, photo, you know, no bodily parts showing like mm-hmm. your cake or anything like that <laughs> however the comments or caption that's associated with the photo it's provocative it's you know and it creates that um environment mm-hmm. um so you know also very very disturbing but this is this is the reality of it right there's a dark web that we we're not everyone is super familiar with um and then it can impact your your child's future um mm-hmm. So you have to consider the well-being of your child now and in the future and the digital footprint that you're creating. And I thought this was very interesting because we have, you know, a ton of these, you know, there's a lot of protests going on. There's a lot of different um, different things to advocate for. And so if you, you know, slap a feminist T-shirt onto your child or, a, you know, Trump America, you know, 
image mm-hmm. on a t-shirt and your child's at a rally or something like that and then you post it on social media and then it turns out later that they're a democrat or that they have no respect for women <laughs> whatever it might be you hope that they wouldn't if you they grew up in that household but now they have images of them being young children mm-hmm. advocating for these different platforms that mm. doesn't necessarily not align with what they actually feel and so they've you're starting to create that footprint for them even mm-hmm. before they have a say into it and this is in the future and let's say if they're running to be a republican or a d- democratic um candidate for something now they have images of you know a very controversial um president or you know topic that they're promoting mm-hmm. so you know i i found I would say that's probably one of the biggest things that probably stops me from posting certain things um, Mm -hmm. of my child. You just want to make sure that you're not, you know, pushing your images or pushing your thoughts on them. And we were when we were first talking about our, we'll call it our digital strategy (laughs) for our son, that this exact point was something that, I mean, we were both were like, yeah, I guess that makes sense. And when you're trying to think about, okay, years from now do you want this photo online for your kid you have to think you think about yes or no and what and what that means on their impact and it's like or so if, weird to even like they would want it or, right? yeah and if and now you're thinking like 20 years down the line <laughs> which is so weird to think about and when you're in the moment uploading a photo you're not thinking that but I think you know growing up in with the internet and with and growing up with social media you know we're learning a lot to not do um, especially when you're, you know, you learn like when you're applying for jobs, make sure you're not posting certain things on Facebook or that, you know, you try to try to maintain um, a buttoned up personality somewhere where an employer may not take, you know, your beer pong photos nice nicely or lightly um, or maybe the opposite. It's just all about what image what like is yeah. this going to hinder me for whatever image mm-hmm. I'm trying to put out there. So if you're trying to, some people might like actually the bad boy, bad, bad girl mm-hmm. image because that's what's going to get them to where they need to be and they don't want to see one in a suit and tie. But and then, you get to have that decision about mm-hmm. what images you put out there and your children don't if you, right. you're not like asking them or if they're not of the age to even give consent. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, as we go and we upload photos because we do um, still share photos I'm always thinking, what is the purpose of me posting this photo? And that usually leads me to don't post it or, yep, post it. Yeah. And so another thing that I found was that, you know, obviously it might might lead to bullying, Mm -hmm. especially if they're in the age where so-and-so parent follows this person and somehow you think, oh, my mom's image that my mom's sharing (laughs) is not going to somehow get to the people that are in school. But it's a small world and somehow that image is out there for bullying. And so that happens a lot, um, especially starting in the middle school years. I cannot even imagine um, having social media as early as middle school. Like I could not. I don't. These poor kids and I and, you know, thank God there's some kind of help. And then there are kids who are really standing up to these bullies. But bullying online, I don't know. These poor kids. I, um, poor kids. Like, it's also happening in adults. There's tons of trolls. Yeah. Celebrities are being bullied. It's happening oh, with yeah. everyone. But as so a middle just... school student, and you're being, like, not not only are you walking into school getting bullied, you're also getting bullied online. You're getting it, all, you know, 360. Yeah. I mean, it's not fun. It's not a good thing. Um, 
and this could be, you know, something that you didn't think an image was, mm-hmm. you know, embarrassing at all, but somehow kids will find just about anything. Um, and then you, you can invade your child's privacy. Um, so, you know, you're putting stuff out about their personal life out into the world for other people to see. And that's a privacy issue. Um, and then also just being careful that you could potentially be sharing your kid's location. So a mm-hmm. lot of people like to post real time live images, Instagram story, <laughs> um, or just do the location stamp, all mm-hmm. those things. And, or just even just a notable, you know, location. monument or something mm-hmm. that now you've posted it and people now know where you are. <laughs> that reminds me of, um, you know, where we used to live in, uh, Manhattan, we would walk by a fitness pl- a field and um, there'd be this notable celebrity constantly posting yeah. their child's practice and we would we would walk by there all the time and it got to a point where sometimes we would see this celebrity's story and be like, oh my gosh, are they here right now? And a part of me thought, oh, I think they're posting a couple hours later, but that you know at least if you lived around there you would know where this place was um so and, if you wanted to scout out the schedule and, and be the real celebrity cre- cre- like creeper you could probably find the yeah. child I, that was the that and i immediately felt creepy being like oh my god this person is here like all the time yeah yeah it's a real thing um and then obviously the annoying thing which i feel like happens even when you are searching on your phone or I think our Alexa might be listening in on us, but advertisers mm-hmm. can target you as well. So um, kids always seem to know what the new next new thing that's out and coming to you and being like, I need this. And so they use this, these images and what you're putting out there as a way to target you for different advertisements, which we can't, I'm not mad about all of them because I actually like some of the things they advertise to me. Um, <laughs> but sometimes it could be very, um, well, kids, like, they're just going to want everything, right? And this mm-hmm. is the newest thing. So, you know, con- creating that consumer world um, or adding on to it. But, you know, like, that, yeah, those are some cons, right? But there's there's some good things that um, come out of sharing, you know, your children on social media. The first one where we talked about, which can be very profitable um, for the parents. And maybe if the parents are nice, they're also putting a little bit aside to the for the children to the extent, you know, I noticed like when we had became parents and most of our blog is food. I would say we still focus mostly on food, um, but now just incorporating food to share with your family and for the baby. Um, but whenever we post the image of our family and of our son's face, the engagement that we get on those mm-hmm. images are tenfold mm-hmm. um and it could have been the most blurry photo which we don't post but it could be a blurry <laughs> photo and you know we can continue through that path right of just mm-hmm. constantly posting photos of our family but you know the, our biggest thing is for our platform use is, is mostly food so mm-hmm. um it is very interesting what you know a child's face can do and, and the engagement you can get which then then kind of defaults to being profitable, right? The advertisers start reaching out to you and asking you, hey. Wear my clothes. You know, wear my Put clothes, my eat clothes. my food, you know. And and profitability. So this is like real dollars are coming in that people are getting paid for their posts. But, you know, some people, you know, and talk to your own 
financial managers or whatever, um, they just get it for free products. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they're the companies are never too weary with like just sending the products out. Then when you start getting into the dollars, like you're getting consistent likes, you have good engagement, um, et cetera. Do you think that can that can profitability also play into your child being discovered to be an actor? Uh, I mean, <laughs> or a baby model. I mean, now that you have Instagram <laughs> videos and live, like potentially most of the things, I will have to look into that more. It's been more of the images, or mm-hmm. you know, that's kind of where the bloggers go. But there are a ton of logs too, so potential if your kid is, is able to shine. <laughs> Whether that's a pro or a con, but yeah. <laughs> um, but then it's just like where why we have the account too, and have like a quote unquote private account. Um, it's for easy sharing with our, our, our family and friends, right? Mm-hmm. My phone, I have to constantly delete the images that I send to my siblings and my mother of our son because I, I you know, my phone's memory is like full. So having a way to be able to just post it right on this platform and have everyone see it, see it real time. You don't have to think about sending it to you know, Aunt Jean, Auntie Lala, so, you know, going down the list. And so everyone's able to, you know, they can't be right there, but they feel like they they're, mm-hmm. they are there. So, you know, and then you feel, I feel like you build um, a sense of community, right, with the bloggers. So there's, you know, not even just the money, but I, I feel like I've gotten some really good advice for some, um, and I'm really strategic when I pick the people that I follow, especially the mommy bloggers, because I just don't want just a ton of products to buy. Mm-hmm. But some of them have really, really good advice and stuff like that. So it does create this sense of community. And I don't think a lot of people, I'm like, well, you know, parents especially, they're like, they're a little weary when you don't have a child when you're giving advice. Although sometimes they, you know, some of them, you know, have some good advice. But, you know, having, you build that <laughs> credibility when you're showing images of your child. So you trust them. You're like, okay, this is a parent, et cetera. They, they've been through it. They know. Um, and were then. You, were you alluding to the non-parents who post in the parents' I'm not going to no comment. <laughs> Although, yeah, we could talk about that. a problem. <laughs> and totally worth a different episode. <laughs> but I know what you were alluding to. I mean, some people can be. Yeah, I'm not going to talk about that. Um, But then it's, you know, you're just building those resources for parents. So maybe it is the product that they need. I need to know, you know, I think maybe we found our snoo, our smart sleeper via Mm. uh, online. Um, The snuggle me that we have, like we found a lot of great products as well. And because of some of these communities and resources that are that are out there. So there there are some really great things with, you know, actually sharing on Mm -hmm. social media. Um, but I think it's important that um, we just know how to share and and like the right way of sharing. And these are only suggestions, right? You can throw these all out the window. You're like, no, my child will never be, you know, digitally kidnapped, et cetera. But here's some suggestions that you can possibly take. Um, I'm not an expert. Um, but, you know, once the child actually does get older, obviously you can't do this with a son right now, but asking for consent before posting something and showing them the image and whatever caption you're going to use. Mm-hmm. Cause right now the only response on anything we'll ask is no, <laughs> sorry, no, thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so whether he likes the photo or not, it's no, 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 thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, sometimes he's, he's, he was really into taking the photo when I had your big camera, which I thought was really mm. inter- interesting. Um, but I wanted, that's true. He really does like the, the DSLR. Yeah, 
if it's a regular phone camera, you have to do a selfie. He's into the selfies, not into like you just pointing it at him. But Mm -hmm. something that came up and something I remember hearing on the Today Show and then also just articles and stuff that came up online. But um, Gwyneth Paltrow Mm. um, had like an issue with her daughter, Apple, who was 14 years old. And she had posted a photo on like a ski trip. And the daughter, Apple, called her mom out and was like, I thought we talked about not posting things without my consent. Wow. (laughs) And so, like, she had that conversation with her mother and her mother still posted. I think the response back from um, Gwyneth was that it doesn't really show your face. Yeah. probably, I won't even (laughs) comment on that. That's how she wanted to deal with the situation. But I think it's important at 14 years old, just giving all these articles and just just talking to your child and remember Mm -hmm. when you were 14 probably not what you wanted to hear from your parents so mm-hmm. and just, it's taking the celebrity aspect out for a second yeah so of just parent yeah child. so like even if you felt i think for the most part she does follow her daughter's um mm-hmm. wishes but even if you feel like oh but this one's a little different because it shows the back of their head or something like that if anything is going to go out with them and you're also putting a stamp like i'm with my daughter or whatever it might be mm-hmm. just ask for their consent make sure that it's okay and not assuming it's kind of weird because you're like <laughs> i'm the parent but these are you know little individuals as well and they have you know their opinions on things another good suggestion um would be privacy settings on social media so to the extent we do have that account where we mm-hmm. want to share with friends and family and it is for those more private images I do like the the stories feature where you can say close friends and mm-hmm. um, check off. And I see, you know, some of our parent friends do that. And I really, yeah. and I, I love that. I didn't know that happened until I started seeing that. Um, so I'm more conscious about using that. Mm-hmm. That's that's so true. Um, then there's the just asking your friends and family to avoid sharing the images of your your child because what a it, controversial thing to bring up. It gets a little out of control because one thing is that I think what I want is if my son is upset with something that's posted they can come directly to me and we can work it out we can figure it out once you open it up to other people sharing Mm -hmm. it gets a little bit out of control right and then there's more you're spreading the risk that your image is going to go out to the greater public right Mm -hmm. I don't know if so and so decides that they're going to repost and that person's not has a private account or maybe the image is embarrassing and my child wasn't able to give consent because I think people forget like if you give them the the green light when the child's younger when the child gets older and these images keep coming in that Mm -hmm. are embarrassing um and that gets posted to their wall or anything else um they or you can see tagged photos on Instagram Mm -hmm. this can be very embarrassing for them and then you know you don't have full control over it and so if they once they do get to the age of consent, then they can start then saying, okay, yeah, that's okay for you to, for you to, for you to post. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and like you said, it mitigates the who they have to go to to take it down. And right now, there's he just has to go to mommy and daddy to say, I want that photo taken down. Yeah, and I'm like a crazy person. Brian can probably say whenever he decides he wants to share something on our social media, I'm like, I'm thinking like, well, how am I going to feel if this gets out or something happens so we I just we just rarely do it um and we're we put a lot of we put a microscope over when we do it Mm -hmm. um and then you can also decide if you if you are going to share it in a public setting it's a watermark it so that Mm -hmm. you know potentially people will still get pretty savvy or if it's just a little watermark on the corner they'll 
gladly cut off your little legs <laughs> so you don't <laughs> see the watermark. Um, but it and, is something that kind of deters people, right? And you can also watermark your photos in the metadata as well so that, yes, you might not see it on the picture itself, but your your information lives in the metadata of the photo, which you can do in a lot of um, photo library editing apps. Mm-hmm. Wow. See, get yourself a husband like Brian as well. Uh, <laughs> and then using, sometimes I let it slip what our son's name is, but using a nickname as well is important because you're just you're just making it easier for someone just to kind of like steal the child's mm, identity life. <laughs> yeah. life right um check and then i thought this was really clever and i actually did it right after i i read this is check your child's di- digital image and google their name mm, what did you find nothing <laughs> wow nothing uh, you know, I think we've done a good job with that. Oof, his, two years down, good. Yeah, <laughs> use no, you know, not using his full name. Uh, you know, and just not putting that many images out of him that like yeah. I could not find anything of him, which was great. Interesting. Uh, and then because I feel like I would do that when you're applying for jobs or when you're applying for college, Google your name and see what pops up. <laughs> yeah. And so I never thought to think. Never thought to think. I never thought to. Um, to do that with our son yeah so i thought that was cool we'll see what happens in the next you know in the future (laughs) but then also um check your social media followers to the extent you do you know there is that close friends uh Mm -hmm. option on instagram but no i don't think it's so much for this there's different privacy settings for facebook too with sharing images and who can see photos Mm -hmm. but maybe you just want to like delete some people <laughs> like the you know the person you met one time in orientation when you're in college and you thought you're going to be best friends and you haven't talked to them since probably you don't know what they're what they're about you haven't built enough of a connection with them why are you even so following them anyways mm-hmm. so um it might just go through delete block whoever you might need to block you could even do that as i would suggest bloggers do that too like see who's following are there people with zero post, <laughs> um, but just kind of comment? Like, are they just like little creepers on online? You can block them. I mean, mm-hmm. they can keep coming. They can keep coming. Um, but you can do do a little bit of a cleanse mm-hmm. every now and then just to make sure there's no creepers following you mm-hmm. and your child. <laughs> and like these suggestions are great, but I know it doesn't always kick off a um, an easy conversation when you're trying to explain what you're trying to do with family and friends on on posting um but that's something that you um and if you have someone helping if you have if there's a co-parent or another partner with you that you guys talk about discuss and and figure out what that strategy is because i know it was a cultural shift um when talking to our families yeah i, I don't think know if it, cultural shift well, is the right no, word i think that it's just Mind, mindset shift I think it's a lot easier had we had our son now versus like two years ago. And it seems kind of crazy. A lot more people are more cognizant of of this. Like even with the close friends image, like we were seeing our friends use that now. And so there's not even like a second thought about, oh, there's a close friends. Like they're filtering. They're doing exactly what we were saying in in, in this podcast, right? About what's a responsible way of sharing um, but the, the big things I got out of this, and I'll keep saying it again, is just like the digital footprint that you're creating for your child and, and the impact that's going to have on them mm. 
later you know it could be one thing oh it's a cute little photo but you know this could this lives on and this impacts them later so mm-hmm. you want to just be really mindful of that you don't can't anticipate the future um but you can just just be a little more conscious so that because like once it's out there it's out there right mm-hmm. it there's no deleting front. it there's no dele- even though you think you're <laughs> deleting it even on some of the private accounts that we might have and set up for your children like doesn't technically they own the photo or they can share it i don't know it's <laughs> like on the read the fine conditions can read the fine print but like i think something came and out then it that sits was on like, a server yeah and forever. Then it sits there what if it's hacked who, who knows the image is out there so we're not gonna you know I, one that i didn't say and i was like well that's obvious was like don't post nudes of your children i was like well that's, that's obvious. Too obvious but, but people do it it's the bathtub mm. post post you know even with the star even with the heart covering up the images just so people some people it's so sad that like people um would look at an image like that but you know you're open you're you're opening it up for, mm-hmm. for those things and people are online specifically searching for things like that so I thought it was obvious and I didn't include it on the mm-hmm. list but then I think about it I'm like mm, well the bathtub pics is one of the biggest things or the cake posts <laughs> in your case you know <laughs> the um it could have an impact and it you know people can look at that image a lot differently than what you thought hmm. um but you know i think that if you decide to you know share your child on social media that's your choice and you can take these suggestions or you cannot take suggestions it's i think whatever parent whatever you decide to do and how you decide to parent i think no one should be judging it's just all about just giving the information and how best to share in the smart way um, and understanding the potential impacts it can have on your child and their future. And knowing that an image, like we said before, um, is no longer private once you share and it lives forever in the digital world. So you just want to be mindful of those things. While You Are Napping is a Lilies and Loafers original podcast. It's hosted by me, Fatima. And me, Brian. Original music by Purple Planet. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon.